0: Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith.
1: Maybe it's a special room in your house and you get in that chair, and whenever you sit in that chair, you just open the Bible and you just pray. Perhaps it's walking in your neighborhood. You feel much more comfortable when you walk and pray. Or or perhaps it's going to a, a park, but you need a place where you meet with God and you pray to Him. Reaching up high, with arms open wide, we see.
0: You're changing our lives so we can be your hands and When Jesus was on earth, he was a prayerful man. The Lord always found time to go to a quiet place and commune with his Father. In today's message from Luke 11, Pastor Ed teaches us to follow the master's lead by seeking the Lord through prayer. We can pray in a park, in a closet, or at the kitchen table. We can pray on the drive to work or in the shower. Sometimes the Lord will even wake us up in the middle of the night because he wants us to seek him in prayer. It matters little where we pray. It matters much that we do indeed pray. Now here's Pastor Ed with part one of today's message entitled The Prayer Life of Jesus.
1: In faith. When his disciples came to him, they could have asked him many questions. They said, could have said, Lord, teach us to do miracles. The miracles that Jesus did were incredible. Or they could have said to him, Jesus, teach us to preach good sermons. Sermon on the Mount, incredible message. But we don't have any record of the disciples coming with those type of requests. The only request that they ever come with is a request to teach us to pray. I think the disciples understood something, that behind the miracles, behind the preaching, behind that strength that Jesus had was a life of prayer. And so they went to the well, to the source, and they said, Lord, teach us to pray. It was his communion with God that made the difference. In their mind, they put two and two together. The miracles, the ministry, the life. Hmm. Prayer, prayer, prayer. And so with urgency of heart, earnestness of desire, they say, Lord, teach us now to pray. You see the disciples doing this. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus is ready to ascend to heaven. He says, Go to Jeru- Jerusalem and wait until you are endued with power. And in verse 14 of Acts chapter 1, it says, They all met together continually for prayer. They continued to do what Jesus did while he lived his earthly life. And then, because they continued to do that, They saw the results that Jesus saw during his earthly ministry. This morning I want to look at four aspects of the prayer life of Jesus. And I'd like to ask you at the end of the sermon to ask God to help you live a life of prayer. And to commit yourself, perhaps to the Samuel prayer ministry, which meets once every seven or eight weeks in my office. And they pray all during the service. There's a husband and wife team there, and maybe some others. And all during the morning service, they are praying for everybody in the congregation. One precious sister came to me. She's been attending our church maybe three, four weeks. She says, every time I come into the church, I just cry. I just just weep. I said, that's the presence of God. I've noticed that when the church intensifies its prayer life, the presence of God pervades everything. And you could just sense it. And, and people will come in off the street. They'll feel the presence of God. Now, we've been times where we've been interceding in deep prayer and people just driving up the driveways would say, I feel the presence of God. People have opened those sanctuary doors and it was like a wind that just touched them as they came into the sanctuary. We need more than anything else His power, His presence in our midst. Where do we get that? How do we get that? I believe by prayer. The first aspects of Jesus' prayer life, was that it was not sporadic. It was consistent. It didn't just happen at this time and then not happen. No, from the beginning to the end of his life, Jesus prayed and all in between. You see the consistency of prayer, a consistent prayer life. In verse 16 of Luke 5, Jesus often withdrew To lonely places and prayed. If you study the life of Jesus, again and again he's praying. Again and again he's going off somewhere to wait on the heavenly Father. He would go in secret. He would go in private. And he would just pray. Last night, late in the evening, I was here in the office studying, and I'd walk into the study, and i just, out of the study, and I'd come to the sanctuary, just pray. Just to begin praying, Lord, let me have your mind, let me have your heart, let me say what you want me to say to the church. Private prayer. The public prayer that we have Wednesday nights is to be a jumpstart start. For our private prayer life, uh, a special place of prayer, Jesus had that. He had secret prayer, private prayer, a special place of prayer. He would go off into the mountains or into the deserts now, there's a consistency he consistently prays during the busy times of his life, consistently prayed during the busy times of life. No one was as busy as Jesus. In verse 35, before daybreak, the next morning Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place of prayer. If you look at Mark chapter 1, it was an incredible day, the day before. He gets up, starts up early in the morning. He's healing people. He's casting out demons. He's preaching the word. He's working late into the night. And then he gets up early in the morning to go off to pray. All of us feel pulled this way and that way. Many of you at night just sort of crawl into your house, can't wait to get under the covers, and just go off to Beulah Land. You're tired. You feel like if it's not taking the kids here, and it's not shopping, and it's not taking care of this and that. You, You feel pulled a thousand different ways. We live in a very busy culture where it demands time from us, but we must make the priority to pray. The demands on Jesus were greater than the demands on us. Everyone wanted a piece of him. But he made sure he had time with God. Let me ask you, Basic questions. Do you have a place? Maybe it's your backyard. Maybe it's a special room in your house and you get in that chair and whenever you sit in that chair you just open the Bible and you just pray. Perhaps it's walking in your neighborhood. You feel much more comfortable when you walk and pray. Or, or perhaps it's going to a, a, a park but you need a place where you meet with God and you pray to Him. You know, sometimes I, I have to get away to pray. Do you have a plan in your prayer? Praying for family, praying for friends, uh, praying for the needs of the church, praying for what God may place on your heart. Uh, my Father, in law every single morning, Almost he gets up and he prays his children, their spouses, the grandchildren. I mean, he has this long list, so he's walking, and he's 82 now, he's going on 83. He just walks and he prays, and he has this prayer list, and so consistent with it. And I just want to encourage you, Jesus had a life of prayer, it was consistent He started his ministry praying and he ended his ministry praying. And all in between, he prayed. Um, Maybe you want to use the acronym. You've heard of it, ACTS. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Uh, Or you take the Lord's Prayer and you take every phase, I did a series on that uh, several years ago and you just take every phase of the Lord's prayer and you begin praying through that our Father and you begin to pray okay Lord, we're a family Uh, God meet the needs of my brothers and sisters you're our Father then hallowed be thy name Lord, may I do nothing to disgrace your name nothing to uh, bring shame to your name, hallowed be your name. Lord, your kingdom come. God, would you come back? Would you return to this world? Would you reign in the hearts of men? Your will be done. Often I go to that aspect of the Lord's prayers. I'm praying through it at times and I'm saying Lord do your will in the church do your will in my life do your will in our community as it's done in heaven may it be done perfectly but you, you just work your way down through the Lord's prayer it begins with God's concerns and it ends with your concerns but just working your way through that consistently pray during busy times of life, and all of us are busy. Consistently pray during the emotional stresses of life. Sometimes, because we get pounded by the devil, he does. I mean, he attacks you. He attacks you in a multitude of ways. And sometimes, you're not sure, why are my emotions down here when it should be over here? Why am I feeling this way when I should be feeling that way? Or, or, or say, and, and we forget that there's a spiritual battle going on. And Jesus was going through such a battle. In Mark chapter 14, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. What does Jesus do? Stay here and keep watch. Go a little farther. He fell to the ground and prayed that if it be possible, the hour might pass from him. He's in the garden at Gethsemane. I've been to that garden where they said Jesus prayed. And you think of Jesus praying by these trees in this garden and his disciples just a short distance away. And there he is falling on the ground, praying, crying out to God. His emotional distresses drew in the God. Didn't form a wedge between him and God. Didn't form a wall between him and God. Didn't separate him from God. No, it pushed him to God. In Psalm 42, you see the psalmist in a deep time of sorrow and that time of deep turmoil he says, as the deer pants after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God and perhaps the psalmist had in mind a deer running through the forest being chased by hunters and the deer runs through by the water brook but he's thirsting he's running to quench his thirst, and that's what the trials should do for us, as they come into our life, let them Push you towards God. Go to Him and have your thirsty soul quenched. And, and that's what the psalmist is saying. Here. There are weary times in our life. There are times where we can get so distracted, discouraged, disappointments, uh, when you feel like just sort of giving up. At that time, what do you do? What, do you, what did Jesus do? He prayed. To be like Jesus, to be like Jesus, all I ask is to be like Him. All through life's journey from earth to glory, all I ask is to be like Him. The songwriter was saying, we need to be like Jesus. If you're going to be like Jesus, it starts with prayer. It starts with that. If you want to be... Christ-like, begin with the basics, consistently pray. I I talked to a very godly woman this past week. And she said, Pastor, and and the woman has a prayer life and, and just loves the Lord. And she said, Pastor, everything I've asked God for recently has gone in the opposite direction. Every prayer that I've prayed was answered in a way that I just hadn't anticipated, hadn't expected. And she said, I'm afraid to pray anymore. I'm afraid to ask God for anything else. And sometimes, discouragement sets in. But I want to take you back, take our congregation back. What happened this summer during Pastor Lou's illness? We did what we were supposed to do. We prayed. Special prayer meetings, people gathered Tuesday night, they gathered on a Saturday, we gathered Wednesday, they gathered in the morning, people in their own individual lives. We began to pray. What did God do? Well, God chose to answer the prayer the way he saw fit. But we saw miracles in our church during this time of prayer. When the evangelist was here, Kevin Shorey, a young lady by the name of Kelly, she's preparing to get married in September, her and Tara were coming for Counseling and their premarital counseling, they're getting ready to get married. And she complained in the session about her neck. There was a lump on the back of her neck, pain in her neck. She just wasn't feeling well. And in service, Kevin Shurey said, There's someone with a lump in the back of their neck. They're not feeling well. I saw her just sort of break down and cry. And there were all sorts of people here. And I said, I think God's speaking for you. That's for you. And uh, uh, Pastor Terry saw her and and, and brought the evangelist to her. He laid hands and she was instantly healed. It was gone. Disappeared. A miracle happened. Some of you may have heard the testimony of Craig Andrus. Craig had... um, asthma and he had allergies and he couldn't sleep with the window open and he was suffering physically and during the services God healed his body now when we get close to God things are going to happen we may not see maybe the thing that we were thinking about maybe God's going to do something else But don't let discouragement keep you back from praying. Continue to pray. Uh, Something else about Jesus' prayer life. Not only was it consistent, it was a fervent prayer life. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 7 to 8. While Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears. In the Greek language, where it says loud cry at that moment... That didn't mean he was crying. That meant he was shouting. I mean, he was saying, "Father!" He was saying, "God! Yahweh!" It's okay to get emotional about prayer. It's okay to get excited about prayer. And Jesus Crying, Maybe that's why the disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. We hear you pray. And things happen. And so Jesus prayed with a, a fervency. There are times that you have to get on your face before God and you have to weep. There are other times where you have to give up sleep and you have to just sleep and, and say, All right, got to get up and pray. This past week, early one morning, felt like God gave me a dream and he said get up and pray and I got up and I began to pray for the church I began to intercede God will speak to us and nothing is wrong, don't be upset when I say this, nothing is wrong with reading a prayer There's some beautiful prayers composed by saints of the past and I sometimes will take a prayer that it has been prayed and read and, and I'll pray that to God and my feelings and emotions my thoughts find expression through that beautifully crafted prayer but that's not the only way I pray sometimes I just get before God and I just pray in the spirit and then I pray with my understanding uh, and I pour out my heart to God Jesus prayed fervently Oh, we need to pray fervently for people. We need to pray fervently for ourselves. We need to pray fervently for the church. And it says in the text, even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. You know, he has this deep reverence for God and God's gonna hear him. God's not gonna take the cup from him. But God's going to send the angels to refresh and strengthen him. And, And he was heard because of his deep reverence for God. You can shout and still be reverent to God. You don't have to be quiet to be reverent. Sometimes reverence is best illustrated in a shout of praise to the Lord of glory. And there's a quote that I want to just read. Jesus was a man of prayer whose natural response, particularly to situations of crisis and decision, was to seek God alone in prayer. Seek God alone in prayer. He had a continuous prayer life, a fervent prayer life, and we'll quickly go through this because I want to end this time in prayer. A continuous prayer life. Notice the text, Jesus often, often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. As I mentioned earlier, the beginning of his ministry, he prays. He's getting baptized in the Jordan. And as he prays, the Bible says the heavens are open. It says as he was praying, heaven was open. Luke 3.21. Uh, When you begin praying, God will open revelation to you. God will open your heart, your mind. There'll be experiences with him. Before Jesus made any major decision, he prayed. In Luke 6, 12 to 13, one day soon afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray. He prayed to God all night. At daybreak, he called together all of his disciples and chose 12 of them to be apostles it was a major decision these men were going to carry on the church these men were going to represent him they were his apostles what did he do before he had that decision to make he prayed he sought God you may have major decisions that you have to make your job finances relationships relationships Pray about that. That's what Jesus did. Every major decision, he's seeking. Now, he had incredible wisdom. Building
0: in faith. The Gospels are grand central station for learning about Jesus, which is the single most important part of our lives as Christians. Please join us each day as Pastor Ed teaches through the Gospel of Luke. You've been listening to Building in Faith. The radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now, we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. There you can find today's message. The only thing you need to remember is today's date. Again, to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith and to access the archive of messages, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Building in Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say thank you for joining us and come back next time for another edition of Building in Faith.